My name is Dr. Mike. I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, and I'm proud of where I came from. While I have since moved to greener pastures and found happiness in the flyover states, I still have a certain fondness for the flower city, especially its signature food, the plate. Unfortunately, watching from afar, the city has declined from a titan of industry and cultural powerhouse to a pit of despair and corruption held together by bubblegum and duct tape. Nonetheless, nothing will take away my memories of the Rochester I grew up in, except maybe the senility of old age. So before that happens, come join me as we reminisce about the things that made Rochester special. Come join me for a flyover plate. Welcome to the Flyover Plates Podcast 2024, New Year, same depressed New York. I am your host and guy who left his Christmas lights up way too long, Dr. Mike. Thank you all for <laughs> listening to this podcast, giving it the underground cult motif I've been striving for. Thank you to Nolan DeRosia for his wonderful intro music. We have a lot to get to this month. It's been a busy month, so let me bring in my co-host, a graduate of the gym, the Hammer Shapiro School for Public Speaking, this technological dynamo, yes, that is the term for your exploits this year, has made it his New Year's resolution to spread his wealth of tech knowledge far beyond the confines of Rochester to people who are eager to listen to new ideas and have a general sense of hope and optimism. We are immensely proud of him here at Flyover Plates and wish him nothing but the best in his endeavors. He has come a long way from trying to pay for meals with tokens he won from Funscape over by Eastview Mall. What? Here he is, rested, rejuvenated, and for at least the next hour, with more energy than the dude from the Record Archive commercials, please welcome Mark Anthony Arena. Mark, <laughs> happy new year to you, sir. <laughs> Mark, how are you doing this evening, sir? <laughs> pretty tired actually i did my own podcast this morning and i've been sitting at this desk doing podcasts and zooms for 10 12 hours today plus i visited two clients there he is the technological dynamo himself <laughs> oh, so um mark we've both had very busy months this is why we waited to do our kickoff episode till february so um... <laughs> right <laughs> So we we have a lot to get we have a lot to get to. First off, I really want to go back because on the last uh, episode back in December, the year end episode, I made a garbage plate and I ate it for yes. all of you on the air, and it was beautiful and what it was glorious, and it was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> um, with a paper plate and a broken fork, and the the, the the struggle was real. It was like I was back at home, <laughs> back in Rochester. It was it was beautiful. But, um, you know, after that, I left town. I went to go spend the holidays with some family and um, came back, came back to uh, came back to the house. I'm like, oh, I have some hot sauce left over. I'm going to go put this on a I'm going to put this on a smoked sausage that I had in the fridge. Oh. And, you know, just microwave out the smoked sausage, put the hot sauce on top of it. And holy goodness, (laughs) 
<laughs> man, I need to let that stuff percolate for a few days because it knocked me out, man. It was, it, it was intense. And I was like, I, I was loving it even more. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, this was great. It was great the night I made it, but then you let it sit in the fridge for a week and you're like, man, it just, it just exponentially gets better. So really? for all of you at home, plateaholics out there uh, for people <laughs> who want to do their own, um, let your hot sauce sit in the fridge for a while and then heat it up. Cause it will just, uh, it'll just intensify and it'll just get so much better. And it was just that much more awesome. I know I'm going to do that again next time when I make a plate, which will probably be on the year anniversary episode coming up in March or April, whenever I get some time alone. Uh, I sent a bottle of Bill Gray's hot sauce to cousins in California and cousins in Maine, and they all went nuts. My cousins in California said, we've never had anything like this. It's incredible. Rochester has such unique flavors. We're going to come visit someday. (laughs) Well, now I I have coined my basement because we have a little storage area where we put extra food and stuff. I've called Uh that the hot sauce cellar. Uh, it's like a prepper cellar, but you're only going to have hot sauce at the end of the world. Well, no, it's just that, you know, <laughs> people have wine cellars. I'm just going to have a hot sauce so- or a condiment sauce cellar. Let me put it that way. I have Bill Gray's. I have dinosaur barbecue. I have boss sauce in there and I'm just going to let it sit there at, a, at an acceptable temperature. And then when I decide to bring it out for parties or when I just feel like, you know, nostalgia for home, I'm just going to bring <laughs> it out and, you know, be like, sniff it, let it decant and just, treat it like a very expensive bottle of wine i'm just gonna so yes i have the uh i have the hot sauce cellar in my basement now when your kids graduate you know son and daughter i'm proud of you i'm gonna go get a bottle of bill gray's 1996 out of the basement (laughs) Mm, 2024 it was a good year wow (laughs) all right (laughs) you can really smell the fermentation (laughs) so yeah that's uh i've coined that down here so for all you plateaholics at least make your hot sauce in advance so um shout out uh, to one of my favorite places outside of ohio uh, jonesy's restaurant in cedar rapids iowa i go there quite often when i go out to visit my family uh, my wife's family excuse me and um, they have the absolute best pork tenderloin sandwiches I've ever had. Mark, I sent you a picture of it when I was out there. Oh, the thing yeah. is as big as my face. Oh, and they oh, put it on this one. like regular sized bun, and it looks oh. like a looks like a slider bun at that point. But uh, they make an amazing pork tenderloin sandwich. Oh, yeah. They put it in their signature barbecue sauce out in Iowa, which is which is awesome in its oh, own yeah. right. Oh. I have done it before with Country Sweet because I keep a stash over there at their house at my <laughs> in-laws' house. Um, you keep my father-in-law stash. loves my father-in-law loves Country Sweet, and uh, I got him hooked on that. So he always takes a bottle when I get a shipment in from my dealer, aka my stepmom. <laughs> Your hot sauce dealer. I got country sweet in my fridge actually from a New Year's party. I'm st- it's still there. Yeah, right now I'm uh, right now I'm on a Bill Gray's hot sauce kick. I'm almost getting through the bottle of that, but uh, there'll be a country sweet coming up before too long. Now I'm gonna have to but mail that- my cousins the country sweet sauce. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Called <laughs> the magic sauce. Called it the magic sauce. He loves that stuff. I put it on but- those rib meat chicken patties from the freezer. It's great. 
But Mark, I, I I do have a dilemma here because this restaurant with the pork tenderloin sandwiches is out in Iowa. Yeah. I live here in Ohio. I don't have a whole lot of time to put this the beautiful concoction of meat based hot sauce on a pork tenderloin sandwich. Like the Mississippi River is my my own personal river sticks. I just, can't get two, I just can't bring both of them together, and I really hope that I could at some point. Um, it's going to require a lot of time and planning and stinking up my mother-in-law's kitchen, which I don't know if she'll take too kindly to. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was one of those things. I, I, I do wish that someday, and maybe I will, maybe I will try to do it. Maybe I'll try to make some hot sauce while I'm there and make it happen. But for right now, the two beautiful things in life can, cannot meet. Oh. And, and I, I hope they do someday, but uh, wow. it, it's, it's, it's like the taste of forbidden fruit at this point. So if I, I, I can a... taste the hot sauce, I could taste the pork tenderloin sandwich. I can't put them together right now. Like I said, I'm hoping <laughs> when it does happen, goal. I'll report when it does happen, I'll report on it for sure. But yes, um, please do. We are all waiting for this report. You know, maybe on the 10th anniversary of the show, it'll happen. I'll show up. You go get the pork from Iowa. And I'll th- you're, dude, the, the, the prime rib in Iowa is incredible. Everything, oh, the yeah. food is in Iowa is so fresh. It's so incredible. Especially the beef and the poultry. I mean, <clears throat> can't beat it. Mm. Good old-fashioned uh, Midwest beef, Mark. Yeah, shout out to our, our listeners in Iowa, and my buddy's aunt is in Nebraska. I'll have to send this to her. So, um, one of the other things for my trip, one of the other things for my trip, I sent you a text message because I was down in my in-laws' house and buried in their basement somewhere with a, with a Xerox paper box, right? For copy paper, for copy paper back in the day. Um, <laughs> and um, on the side of the box, it said, for any questions, call this 800 number. <laughs> <laughs> so, of back course, when Xerox could afford a phone line for $20 a month. <laughs> this was back in the day. They're, they're probably still using Frontier, if it's even yeah. still a thing out there. Now. Yeah, Frontier only has seven customers left, and one of them is Rotary, nah, for, and I for, know Forget this. that. They're probably, they're probably still using Rochester Telephone. They're probably the only customer left using Rochester Telephone. <laughs> um, so, naturally, I call the number. <laughs> you did? I call the number on the, on the Rotary phone that's in my in-law's basement. Yes! Okay? Rotary Telephone. Yes! Um... And we'll get to rotary telephones in a second, but, oh, but you know, aside from some dead air, there were a couple clicks and, you know, not really a dial tone, but just kind of clicks like it was trying to transfer the call. I think it might have been, it might have been ringing the, the, the switchboard at the main desk of the Xerox building and the corpse that's at the front desk can answer it. And, and oh, no! Her name was Irma. Her name was Erna. Her name was Irma indeed. Um, but I heard some weird stuff, and it almost sounded like breathing on the other side of the phone. <laughs> they can afford to breathe still? So I text. So I'm like, Mark, what the heck is this? You know, there, there's people on the other side of the phone, and you told me that it was 
there's probably somebody gassed from riding the bike to keep the electricity on in the Xerox building. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah they're ma- <laughs> they're really trying to bare bones it over there at the Xerox building. You you pass it more frequently than I do, so I don't even know if it's still there. I don't know if it's gotten bought out. I don't know if it's called something else now. It was bought um, out, and it's called like the Community Consortium Building or something. And they put in a new foyer, and there's probably like one room up in the 76th floor where one guy is using a 1978 Xerox GUI machine by himself, with you know playing solitaire with with one of the first mice that was ever invented. So, you know, <laughs> going baseball. back. Go, going back, using the rotary telephone, none of this dial tone, none of this cell phone. My, my in-laws have an old-fashioned rotary telephone with a corded handset. And after talking to you and talking to Jimmy, I mean, you guys love rotary telephones. Yep. They were reliable, it, it, uh, and our friend's dad used them when we were growing up. He only had a rotary phone, and you'd call him up, and you'd hear, ding, they go, hello. <laughs> and, and when you hang up on us, ding. You know, when you dial nine and then it's clicking all the way back and then you got to dial eight and then all the way back. And then if you get a one, it was like, yeah, it was nice. And you don't have to wait till you don't have to wait till it goes back to the beginning. <laughs> but um, but Mark, you know, I totally agree with you on your stance on rotary telephones. They are safe. They are secure. I think the only person who might be listening on the call is Ethel, the 80 year old switchboard operator back at Rochester Telephone. I think she's the only one who would ever spy on that call, and she won't hurt a soul. She won't tell anybody. She might even give you a recipe for her homemade apple pie. <laughs> right, and it's safe. There's no update attacks. There's no, no hackers. There's no whatever. There's no Samsung. And they last for more than a year. Imagine, have you ever heard of a phone that lasts more than a year? Not, not without frustration and coming and not without frustration ensuing that's for sure mm-hmm. um so, yeah that was that was, that was one of the trip because uh you know rotary telephones and xerox and anything nostalgia that remotely brings me back to my time in rochester and my youth and my upbringing um makes me happy mm-hmm. and then i look at it in present day and i don't feel so happy anymore but yeah, so Mark, now now you you took a trip yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I went to Non Rochester a couple of weeks ago. You did. You went to Non Rochester. You had a, a lecture to give, or you're talking at a convention or some sort. Yeah, it was my first speech in Non Rochester. My dreams are finally coming true. Um, it was a place called Chicago where the weather was just as cold. It was negative 10 Fahrenheit. But it was weird because they had this thing. The sky was a different color. It was called, I think, blue. And blue? they had this ball. It was like a huge light bulb. And it, it lit up. It, it lit up the whole outside. It was like a really big light bulb. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Yeah. And and people... I think it's called the sun. I think I think they call it the sun. Oh, that's what it's. That's right. I think they did say that. Yeah, and and I mean, yeah, it's a corrupt city. I've heard stories about you know the old days, but but people there had jobs and purpose. It was interesting. Yeah. And when people say you're from Chicago, they actually know where you're from, as opposed to Rochester, where you have to approximate, like you know, go to Buffalo. 
and then go a little bit east, but not so east that you're in Syracuse. And I'm just across the lake from Toronto and and Kingston, Ontario. I'm not in New York City. Like yeah, you have yeah, to I, triangulate your location. And I won't say Rochester anymore, Rochester. right? Because they'll think New York City. So I, the whole time I was there, I just said I'm from Niagara, and they all got Niagara. it, and no questions. And are you New York City? No, I was in Niagara. Oh wow, okay, easy. <laughs> now the irony of this is the the irony of this is while you were in Chicago. I believe a snowstorm hit Buffalo, Rochester, New York. Did it not? Yeah, and and we got it in Chicago the day before. And here's the funny right. thing: the inner city of Chicago has really good plow service. They they service they everyone immediately. But the suburbs didn't, and they were all snowed in for a couple of days. That's it's the opposite in Rochester. They did that voluntarily. I've lived in Chicago for four years. I did my schooling in Chicago. It's a great city. But wonderful place to be, especially in the summertime. There's always a festival going on, great neighborhoods, great food. Yeah. Um, but in the wintertime, I think that that they don't plow by design. They just don't want you to go to the city of Chicago. They want you to stay right where you are. Huh. Because even going out to the suburbs, even the near suburbs like Park Ridge or Evanston or um, Oak Brook, one of, the, you know, one of the ones that is kind of right outside Chicago, but – um, really only accessible by train. They have like little downtowns, little boutique shops, a oh. Walgreens. Um, and they have these like, you know, like train stations and these little communities around the train station. You can park your car, you can walk around the downtown area, you can go get a bite to eat. And I think they do that by design. They just don't want to go in Chicago because oh. they know they're going to get mugged. Ah, uh, true. Yeah, and I, luckily I was in a, a safe area. But oh, do you want to hear the report about the pizza? We'll talk about the pizza. Yeah. So you were in you were in Oak Brook, which is a, a great suburb. A lot headquarters to a lot of companies in that area. Yeah, it's um, weird. Just it's, outside, just outside the city limits of Chicago. So you got to. I mean, you 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 took the train, correct? You took the Amtrak right into um, Union Station in Chicago, which is huge. Yeah, the companies were different, though. They were companies, but they weren't, like, rotting shells full of shivering people. They were companies that did this thing called making money. It was weird. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, and people went amazing. there, and they were paid for going there. They were paid for going there. They're, the station wasn't wrought with degenerate homeless people or anything like that. <laughs> so, I mean, and I've been to Union Station. It's it's beautiful. It's old. It's you know, gorgeous. It's, you know, it's restored. They don't. It hasn't been at least hasn't been run down since I've been there. But um, it was really special. No, it was beautiful. Great, great American city, Chicago. Great American city. Uh, I loved it. Lo loved my time there. Uh, enjoy going back. I mean, I'm always flying through O'Hare Airport to go back to Iowa or wherever I need to go. That seems to be the layover stop of choice. And well, I know that airport <laughs> very, very intimately now. So we got to talk about the pizza, okay? Because New York pizza is nothing like Chicago pizza. So this was, was this your first go foray into Chicago deep dish style pizza? Pretty much. I mean, we have Pizzeria Uno in Rochester, and it's totally great. Uh, but I want cool. when I went there, all these people come. Oh, Mark, you got to try this brand and this brand. You got to go to this yep. one. You got to go to this one. So I just said, you know what? Let's go to a bunch of them. 
and we went to a lot of them. Just do a tour. We did of all we the different did. pizza places in Chicago. And I, I wanted to make you proud. You you did you did you made <laughs> me uh, feel even more nostalgic about one of the other places I've lived for an extended period of time. And, um, <laughs> now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Chicago, there there are really there are other ones, but there are really two main deep dish pizza places, in my opinion. Okay, you have Lou Malnati's, which is fine, and Pizzeria Uno, the original Pizzeria Uno, which is okay. But it really comes down to Giordano's and Gino's East. And I'll be honest, my wife and I have battles over this <laughs> of, of whose pizza is better. And quite frankly, you're just splitting hairs at this point. <laughs> right. I think Gino's I think Gino's East is better. I, I do. I think Gino's East is better. The fact that they'll actually put sausage patties down on the bottom of the pizza. Yes. Um, some of the like the crust is just different. It I think they use a little bit more cornmeal. It, 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 again, I'm splitting hairs here, but I eat a lot more Giordano's because they decided that they're going to go national. So I have a Giordano's here in Dayton. I have a Giordano's in Orlando. I don't have to go to Chicago to get Giordano's. I can go 20 minutes up the road. I can't do that with Gino's East. And it just makes it that much more special when we go. And when I get that opportunity to get Gino's East, again, you're, we're splitting hairs here, okay? Giordano's is totally fine. They that's, were that's all my great. Two yeah, that's my I'll, two cents. They're both fantastic. All the four brands that I had were all great. But I'm going to agree with you here, Mike. The Gino's East was just a cut above. It was, I mean, all of them. Lou Milnati's was the first one I had. Just the quality is phenomenal. So fresh and crispy mm-hmm. and, and like a cracker crust, whereas... But Gino's East was more like Uno's, where it was cakey and buttery. And and I asked, yeah. I had a friend in Italy, and I emailed him, and he said, "Look, he goes, it shouldn't be called pizza, but it's good in its own right." That's right. <laughs> you and are yeah, not I mean, going to go. Yeah. You're not. And I tell people this with the difference between New York and Chicago pizza. You are not going to go out at eleven o'clock at night and eat a Chicago style deep dish pizza. There you go. You have to prep for Chicago deep dish pizza, and you had three of them, so more power to you. I have to like fast for the whole day. By the time I get to the restaurant, and it takes and it takes a while to cook it too. It takes about forty to forty five minutes to actually cook the pizza in those in those hot ovens. It still takes that long time, so it's the anticipation is there, and then when you just eat it, it's it's amazing it is just absolutely um one of the best experiences of culinary um one of the best food experiences of my life yeah and Lumonati's had homemade sausage you know like normal it was like chunks of sausage and it was yeah they do crumble sausage but i love the gino's east had a sausage patty that was the entire surface of the pizza Unbelievable! Oh, yeah. And I remember oh, I going want to the now. one. I remember going to the one on Ohio Street, the, like the Geno's East in in Chicago. I think it's on East Ohio Street. And I saw them actually making the pizzas, and like they they'll just take ground sausage and they will press it right on top of the crust, and then they will <sighs> bury it in cheese with sauce on the top. And it, it's it really is it really is something. It really is. And I, and I 
and I do like Giordano's. I think they do a wonderful job. Um, but again, I can the the experience of it. You know that again that taste of forbidden fruit. I can't I can't get Gino's East unless I go back to Chicago. Um, and get that. And Lou Malnati's like I. I Blue Malnati's is easier to get as a frozen pizza. They can ship it anywhere, and it, it's a lot easier to get. Um, Giordano's can do that too. You can you can ship a pizza. You can buy one frozen and eat it at home. Uh, I haven't seen that with Gino's. I'm sure they do. I just haven't done any research on it lately. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the Chicago pizza debate. My wife and I have um, <laughs> differing opinions on, as well as the Philly cheesesteak debate. But I will save that for another day. Oh yeah. Um, so, talk to me. What else did you did you experience in Chicago? Did you get an Italian beef sandwich? Did you get? Um, did you go to the headquarter McDonald's where they're actually testing new foods over there? No, those what two. Did... I want to do those things next time. I want to try Italian beef. I want to try the McDonald's. Absolutely. Uh, and a couple of years ago, when I went. I had a real Vienna hot dog with a poppy seed bun, so I, I made sure to do that. Oh, the Chicago dog. Those are those are fantastic, too. You got... Yeah. <laughs> I love ketchup on a hot dog, but with the Chicago dog, it has, it, it has changed my tune on that for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so a shout out to the Wealth Transformation Foundation, or WTF. It's a tongue-in-cheek... <laughs> that's what they... That's what they... Isn't that cl- clever? That is classy. It's a tongue-in-cheek organization that teaches, you know, that, that takes tongue-in-cheek approach to subject matter experts teaching people about life, right? So I talked about computers, of course, and other people talked about life insurance and taxes and blah, blah, blah. So it was, it was a great group, and I'll Fantastic. certainly go back someday. Fantastic. If they ever need me to speak, just let me know. Yeah, you can come and talk about feet or food. <laughs> come, talk about, come talk about feet and... <laughs> how to run an office even though i don't know even though i do very little of the day-to-day operations of the office um so of course there was a you know the the snowstorm i was sad because i was in florida when i was i was in florida when you were talking to me about your chicago trip and it made florida cold it was like 55 degrees i was kind of sad but then i looked at what everybody was getting pummeled with back here in Cincinnati Dayton area up to Cleveland up to western New York I saw that you know they had to move the Bills playoff game back a day I'm like okay you know things aren't that bad oh they had to shovel the Bills stadium when they finally did do the game they hired people to go $20 an hour they were paying people yeah that's twice the the price of any other job in Rochester it was $20 it was $20 an hour but after tax it was $4.50 <laughs> oh, try fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, had to. I was trying to give Buffalo the benefit of the doubt, but no, you can't. Do <laughs> but uh, no, I was down in Florida. I was doing a I was doing a field hockey tournament down there, and uh, I got to give a shout out because two of my games at that tournament were with a field hockey club from guess where Rochester, New York. Oh, those poor people. Those poor. Well, no, they were excited because not only were they in Florida and away from Rochester and enjoying that beautiful thing called sun <laughs> and being able to not layer up in 14 layers of Under Armour and cold gear. I'm wearing three layers in my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> so not only that, but because of the storm, their flight got delayed an extra day. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so they're like, we get to stay in Florida. Fantastic. Um, even longer. So they had no idea who who I was, but I saw that. I'm like, oh, you know, just chatting them up, you know, before the game and in between the games that I had with them. They're like, oh, yeah, you're from Rochester, New York. And, you know, subtly told them, you know, I was from Rochester. I'm the host of this podcast with um, the computer exorcist himself. And I'm like, so what's your team name? It just said on the sheet, like, RNY. Like, what the heck is RNY? <laughs> like, oh, we've had a couple of different teams. We just say RNY now. And I go, do you have a nickname? I go, no, we don't have a nickname. I go, okay, well, I'm just going to give you one. Yes. You're the, fly- you're the fighting Don Alharts. <laughs> so, like, the fighting Irish except Don Alhart, our newscaster. You're the fighting Don Alhart. So, if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, please... Get a silhouette of Don Elhart on the back of your jerseys and make him the title sponsor because I, I think that's just an absolutely appropriate nickname for any club team that's coming out of the Rochester area, the Fighting Don Elharts. And to boot, now these girls were 15, 16 years old. They understood what I was saying. They weren't like, who's Don Elhart? But they knew him because Don Elhart is still relevant to this day. They know. He is not just relevant, he is a legend. That even young it, kids knew about him. It is, it's now on what? Fourth generation now? Gr- you know, people's great-grandparents now know who Don Howard was and is. <laughs> 470 years ago, he started. So, alright, I got a question for you, and you can mull sure. over this t- till the next episode. We already named the Rochester Airport after Frederick Douglass, great historical figure. Uh, and they, in order to celebrate, they added forty-two trillion dollars worth of colored lights in front of the the spot where you drop off your loved ones. So at least there's a roof over it. You still get blasted by the wind. Uh, but I'm what glad they would still we... park the car? Yeah. No. What would we name? So we can't name the airport after Don Elhart. What can we name after him? I'm gonna mull that over, and I'm gonna uh, we're we're gonna go into an in-depth discussion on this. I'm gonna have like five or six things that we can name after Don Elhart. Yes, okay, that's beautiful. But even more, even more close to home to that point, what are we gonna name after Mark Anthony Reed after he makes his millions, leaves Rochester, goes to Aruba, lives in a hut, and is happy for the rest of his life? The answer is nothing. Name after Mar- <laughs> I don't nothing. want anything to do with this place. <laughs> 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 you can put a little plaque in front of my house or whatever that says birthplace of that guy who left and never came oh, back and now oh, he's forget happy. forget that. I'm just, I'll just have somebody graffiti your house and be like, Mark Anthony lived here. <laughs> it'll have it'll to graffiti. Fit with the, it'll fit in with the overall ambiance of your neighborhood. <laughs> they'll have, it, it'll be up against a lot of other graffiti, so they'll have to make it stand out. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to we'll have a <laughs> historical landmark, but no, I, that is something we will we, I will table to the next episode because I I need to we need to go into some detail about that. So yes, uh, shout out to the fighting Don Elharts, um, <laughs> and and it was amazing because of course and of course me trying to network with everybody it was it, it, they were coached by the Geneseo coach the St. John Fisher coach and the Roberts Wesleyan coach. Wow. And I'm like, okay, when do I get a weekend up in Rochester to uh, umpire some field hockey games and 
maybe do that live show that we keep talking about. Well, yeah, you can you can invite them to come to the live taping. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a we've got a following and a very good following. So thank you all again for listening to this podcast and making it what um, I hope is a reprieve from the dull and dreary lives that we all live. <laughs> I know I feel better after these after these episodes after recording them. I wake up the next morning, I text you, I'm like, man, I feel better. Me too. I feel like a it's weight a... lifted off my shoulders for sure. It's a break from from this modern stupid garbage. Um side note, I this past month I acquired a Packard Bell Pentium desktop from around 1995. Nice. And it's probably also, mine. <laughs> Yeah, well, a client gave it to me, and and I was so glad she wanted to make sure it went to a good home. And I said, "This is the best. Like these, they weren't the most reliable back then, but they were the coolest design, right? The white yes, with the were. wavy gray. Oh yeah, and the, the mice totally were wavy. 90s. Yeah, and so I I really wanted to keep it, but I have no room in my house, so I sold it to a really nice kid on Craigslist tonight. And he said that his just died. That I mean, he kept it from his whole oh, childhood, wow. and it just died. So. Um, shout out to Rob. And then I also acquired uh, a 1995 RCA tube television. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A good old-fashioned tube television that probably weighed about three times as much as it should. Oh, it's quite heavy. Not as bad as the Sonys, but it's heavy. And Oh, yeah. Uh, so my uncle bought a stack of them in the 90s, and many of them survive. I'm probably going nice. to sell most of them, but I'll keep one for the nostalgia. I mean, that's where I used to... I used to go to my grandma's and watch Andy Griffith and that sort of thing on there. Was it the one that had like the woods paneling and speakers on each side of the TV? It was just after that. So in the mid nineties, they're like, we need to shed this eighties wood paneling. So it was the second half of the nineties and it's a bubble design similar to the 2001 Ford Taurus, right? Where, or the 96, the iMac. Or the yeah, iMac one. Right, right. Like so it's it's a bubble design. It's so cool. It's just so unique. Yeah. No, I, I remember that nineteen ninety five Packard Bell computer. That was the computer we had at our house. And I remember going to Circuit City at Grease Ridge Mall to buy it. <laughs> so I'm dating myself because I don't I don't know what's in Circuit City now except for some dead pigeons. All right. Uh so y- in addition to your Chicago trip and this and eating yourself through the whole entire city, you've been to a couple places. You've been to uh, you've been doing a couple plates. You show me a whole bunch of food pictures, which are amazing. Any ones you want to bring to light right now? Any ones you want to discuss? The I actually had three plates in the past month, so we're gonna space this out. I'll talk about the okay. first one this month. Um, I went to Dogtown. Dogtown. Where's yeah. that? You ever been here? It's it's on Upper Monroe. It's the coolest okay. little place. They so in Rochester, as we've talked about in the past in the hot dog episode, usually we do Zweigels and they're phenomenal. They're really thick, you know, really high end yep. hot dogs. Great hot dogs. But this place specializes in selling Hoffman hots. And I, that's are, my personal favorite Hoffman. I love Hoffman yep, hots. Me too. And absolutely. So it's it's really the only place you can get them. So I go there, and, and it's really, like, it's someone forgot to tell them it's 2024. Their prices are so low that they never didn't realize the extreme inflation going on. So for, like, well, you can't You can't make too much money, otherwise the tax man's going to come and bury that business. Right, so they might as well let people enjoy the food and just who cares yeah, about making exactly. money, huh? 
Exactly. So it's only about four fifty for any kind of gourmet hot dog you want. Like they have a Boston Terrier, and it's all dog theme, right? So it's the Boston Terrier okay. is like baked beans, and you know Boston baked beans on a hot dog, and and some. It's just it's just awesome. So shout out to my buddy Raul, who is in Transylvania, and he actually sent me a gift card a while back, so I needed to burn up the rest of it. And I said, huh, you know what? Should I get a hot dog? It's only four bucks. I got to use the whole gift. Oh. Nope. I'm going to get the Dogtown Junkyard plate, and I'll report back to Mike. Wow. Wow. So it was definitely the best garbage plate I'd ever had up until that day. Definitely. And it was very different, okay? They didn't have boiled potatoes, but they had... So I got two hot dogs, first of all. Normally, I like one burg, one hot, right? Did they do the red and and white hots, at least, with Hoffman, or is it all red for them? They probably had white hots. They also have veggie hots. You know, they have a lot of stuff. But I wanted two reds, because I just... That's what I like when I'm there. I had to do two reds, okay? And then I had sweet potato fries, I thought it was phenomenal, right? Because, you know, I'm picky about the fries. I I just hate the cube potatoes. I don't want the cubes. So I did sweet potato fries, which I love. It's healthy. Then I had baked beans, which is relatively healthy. Then I had sauerkraut, which is very healthy. So really, it's a healthy plate, huh? It is. It is. Uh, Did the sweet potato fries hold up? That's the question. Oh, totally. And and I, okay. you know, even when I brought it home, whatever, I heated it up and it was fine. And and the hot sauce, the hot sauce was phenomenal. But I was eating okay. and I was like, oh, this hot sauce is a little too spicy. What what are they doing here? And then I realized. Too spicy for you? Well, yeah, I'm not a total, I'm like a medium spicy guy. Like I'm okay. not, you know, I'm not one of these people who's afraid and I'm not one of these, you know, like I have friends who will just eat anything, right? So I'm in the yeah. middle, but. I realized it was my fault because I doused it with Frank's. I put, you know, Frank's regular hot sauce on top of the Rochester hot sauce. That was my fault. But it was was wonderful. You're keeping it in the family, that's for sure. Right? Keep it in the family. But but what is this? Why are you disappointed in me? What was... No, I'm not a sauerkraut guy, okay? I I, I just can't pick it past sauerkraut. I, I... it's just stringy and vinegary, and it just every time I just I'm not a big sauerkraut fan. I'm, I'm just not. Um, I don't know if it balances out the hot sauce or what have you. Like I said, I just don't like sauerkraut. Okay, except I mean... except there's this one place in Dayton that's an Eastern European restaurant, mm. and they made their sauerkraut, and I. Years ago, I, I, when I first moved here, we went to this place because I wanted something ethnic. I wanted something that was local uh, or on a local business. And, and I got their, you know, German plate. It had, it had schnitzel and it had mm. bratwurst on it and it had pierogies on it and it had sauerkraut. Oh. And they made it with apples and bacon. Wow. And I will, to, to this day, that is the only sauerkraut I will eat. Because everything else, I just can't get over the funk. I just can't get over the, the, the texture, the smell. I'm not a big fan of sauerkraut. I don't, I don't ever want to see the stuff unless it's at the Amber Rose. Shout out to the Amber Rose in Old North Dayton. Because um, they know how to make sauerkraut. And it, it, it's the only thing from keeping me from completely writing off the sauerkraut. I would love sweet potato fries. I may even do that on the next plate. Please do. I may even do that on... I may even do that on the next plate because I, 
I love sweet potato fries. And then you're right. It is healthier. Um, the whole plate was healthy, Mike. It was two hot dogs on top of a bunch of health food. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a healthy plate here. And and I totally, like, I didn't like weird foods, quote unquote, as a kid. But as an yeah. adult, I'll try anything. And I got into cabbage. And I know it's super healthy. And one yeah. time in college, a friend came over. And made kielbasa and sauerkraut. And I said, well, it's a vegetable. I'll just, I'll have a little bit just to, you know, feel like I'm doing something right. So I had a little bit of the sauerkraut. And the next day I felt so peaceful. And I'm a nervous Nelly, right? And the next day I felt so peaceful. And then years later I read it's because of the fermentation. It has probiotics in there and and it did something to me to calm me down. So whenever I have the chance now, wherever I am, I'll try to look for sauerkraut and yeah well what was i gonna say about and to believe that me note, like i can't eat pickles and i can't eat celery i hate the texture and i hate the whatever so i get what you're saying well celery is just hair with water right it's disgusting <laughs> pickles again you gotta you gotta do a pickle right you can't have soggy pickles again i love a good solid bread and butter chip i love a kosher dill but you gotta do it right it's gotta be crunchy the brine just can't soften everything up Fried pickles, awesome. If you could do them, if you do them right, they are fantastic with a side of like Chipotle ranch, beautiful. But going off what you said on the sauerkraut, I actually just read something today. Um, I'm going to credit it, it was in the New York Post. If you eat kimchi, yes, which is fermented cabbage just with fish sauce or some other seafood Spices, type thing, yeah, red pepper. Um, people have. If you eat like three servings of kimchi a day, you're more likely to lose weight. Um, so, wouldn't doubt to it. your point, yeah. there is something about fermented cabbage. I just don't like it. And you're fine, you know. I get, yeah, yeah. We, we can agree to disagree. We can agree to disagree. I can't <laughs> eat kimchi because they usually use some type of seafood or fish sauce. And okay. I can't have seafood. Um, which is why we're coming up on Lent for us Catholics, which is my like dark time. I don't like Lent. Um, uh, you can eat veggie burgers at Burger King. You bet I've you you bet I've cheated. I've skirted the issue on that. I've gotten some vegan sausage. I've gotten some okay. veggie burgers. Like I've I've towed the line for sure. It's I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if the Pope will agree, but uh, it's still a sacrifice, and that's the point. But yeah, we'll talk more about that next month when we're actually in Lent, and I'm going to need something to get me out of my doldrums. Okay. So we'll talk more. We'll talk more about that. Uh, Write a letter to the Pope and ask for a substitute. <laughs> hey, could I eat uh, garbage plates on Fridays, please? <laughs> <laughs> just mail him a garbage plate. Just, just try it. Just try. You'll, you'll know what we're talking. You'll get it. Are you kidding me? This that won't get past the Swiss guards at the Vatican. They'll look uh... at that. I gotta write this in the episode description. Your, your Italian grandmothers would shoot it down out of the sky. Uh... So yeah, okay. So you went to Dogtown. You had a, you had a. I'm gonna call it a bougie plate. Uh, sort of. Prob- okay. Now a bougie plate would be ca- salted caramel and bacon, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it would. But but again, it's 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 new, it's unique, and and you know what? 
Go nuts with it, man. It was incredible. Like, And again, I tell you, most months I have one that's better than the prior, and this was definitely the best I ever had. Uh, stay tuned, folks. Next month we'll talk about the 55 Junker plate, and then after that we'll talk about the Polska Hada Polish plate, which we've been meaning to do, and I finally yes, did have. it. And the, it was incredible. It looked, ama- it looked amazing. It, it was actually amazing. the best one I'd ever had at that point. Like, it was even better than all the prior. Incredible. It- you know, I want you to go off. I want you to go off on a rant. So I'm going to give you a shout out to the Greece Olympia restaurant. Yeah. Oh, I love Olympia, and I, you know, whenever I have clients out out in Hilton, I make it a point to eat at Olympia Diner. It's just, it's just wonderful. The the it's best. Beautiful. You know, a couple days ago, I I sent you the picture. It was yeah. corned beef hash with scrambled eggs with spinach and then rye toast definitely the best i've ever had in that category and just unbelievable in the future i'm going to try their plate which is called the barnyard plate and it's a breakfast garbage plate so stay tuned for that oh i think i vaguely remember that i just don't remember i I remember the barnyard plate i don't remember what's on it i was telling you i remember they had the um they had the thanksgiving leftover plate or not oh, plate, yeah. the plate, the Thanksgiving leftover sandwich, excuse me. Yeah, and we'll it was like, too. it was, it was everything. It was turkey, mashed potato, stuffing, cranberry sauce, gravy on two slices of bread. <sighs> All right, Mike. And it was, go ahead. It was just, I don't know if they still have it or not. I don't know if they do. Um, but I do remember going to the Olympia and getting that and, and being very happy with myself. All right. Listen, Mike, I work very hard for my money. You know how yeah. long hours, you know, I work 12 hours. The past seven weeks, it's been ridiculous, right? You have toiled days. for a very long time. It's brutal. So here's the deal. Next time I go to Olympia, and if it's a business meeting, it'll be a write-off, but I'm going to splurge, and I'm going to get the barnyard plate, and I'm going to get the Thanksgiving plate, because gosh darn it, 99% of my income right now is paying off Home Depot for remodeling my house, (laughs) and I want to do something for myself, and for this show, and for our cause, so I'm going to buy both of those plates, Mike, and I'm going to eat both of them. You need to let me know if they have it first, if they have the Thanksgiving leftover sandwich first. If they don't, I'll ask them to come up with some kind of a turkey sandwich, and we'll call it a day. I'm going to eat both of those for the show. I'm doing this for taking one for the team. That's right. Oh, I have to say you're suffering, but you're not. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. It's so good. Oh, we're going to send a picture thing. to food my brothers, just... and they're going to love it. What? We're going to send a picture of all that food to my brothers, and they're going to love it. Your brothers are just going to go absolutely nuts over it. So there's no getting around that. My one brother's um, father-in-law teases us. He goes, I never met people like you, you Italians. You send each other pictures of your food, and you go, whoa. And you all, you sit around together, and you go, whoa. Especially if you make the food yourself. <laughs> like, when I made chicken oh, yeah. French, I was so proud of myself. And my family l- didn't hate it. <laughs> so, I loved it. I loved it. It was great. My family... You know, not being from Rochester, I, I I am waiting for the day. Like I could take my son to go get a garbage plate, and we could just go eat and devour them together. He's not there yet. He needs, needs a little bit more refinement of the palate. But you know, put this in the time capsule. That will be one of the great father son moments when you finally 
get to have a plate with your son. Forget a beer. Forget playing catch. Travel to Rochester, New York. <laughs> go to your plate establishment of choice. Grab a plate with your son or with your you know, with your kid, and then enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the fact That's that. That's great. Uh, That's a quote. Enjoy it, the circle of life. So next, you know and what? Then, and, and then food? fight for the bathroom after you're done. And I, food is a great way to bond with kids, right? Because it's usually like, totally is. you know, I can't talk about work because they don't get those concepts, blah, blah, blah. But, but yeah, next month I'll explain. I took my best buddy's son for his first garbage plate. So we'll talk about that next month. And he, he loved you, it. It was at Tom Walls, right? Yes. And, and so he got to try the 55 Junker plate. It was his first plate. Fabulous. So we'll talk. Yeah. A good starting plate. It's a good, that's a good starter plate. That's exactly what happened. We made it a starter plate. We didn't go wild. Yeah. No hot sauce, even. You can't dive into the deep end. You know, you, sometimes you gotta dip your toe in the water. Fifty-five junker plate, fantastic. I mean, you can't really go wrong. But I am, I'm excited to hear this barnyard plate, this barnyard breakfast plate, and it's the turkey. And I'm gonna as... put it all in my mouth at once. <laughs> it's almost like the breakfast buffet at Big Boy down here. Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Big Boy is a chain restaurant in the Midwest, and um, they have this breakfast and then dinner, or salad bar. They, they have the breakfast bar on the weekends, and when Mark came down to visit me one time, we went to the Big Boy, and we had to devour the breakfast bar, because they have it till like 1 o'clock on a weekday. It's so good. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was wonderful. It was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. Um, so... I do have to do a couple of memoriams that you've texted me about. Requiem for the Henrietta Outback. Yeah. I used, establishment. To, I used to go with my grandma all the time. The clam chowder was incredible. It had like a lot of paprika. It was very unique. Mm. You know, the steak sandwiches is what I always got. And the baked potatoes and broccoli. And, and we had this coupon club. Like normally I don't like coupon clubs. You know, they dangle a penny in front of you and then they spam you forever. But I was in this coupon club. All you had to do, no apps, no nothing. You just told them your phone number, okay? So I told them my phone number. And when my grandma went without me, she would just tell them my phone number. And she went there so much. It was like every fourth visit, they gave you a 20% off coupon no matter how much you spent. It was something incredible like that. So we we made out like bandits. It's almost like, what were you telling me? Like, what was it my... Was it you that was telling me that, like the Red Osier would like just give out gift cards to a bunch of Kodak employees back in the day? No, Kodak would call them every Christmas and say, "Hey guys, all right, so you remember us the down the street? We're we're called Kodak. You remember us? Yeah, we we would like to order one million dollars of gift cards to give out to our our chief executives and vendors. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that." <laughs> You're saying we were the biggest customer for Outback Henrietta? Heck yeah. <laughs> and, and See, I soups... still have Outback out here, so I can't complain. Yeah, and the soups are all homemade. Like, a lot of the stuff is very homemade. Luckily, we yeah. still have an Outback in Greece, and they're they're awesome. But there was just it was just so close to home and whatever. And, and so you had another business the... that went I'm trying to remember there. where the Outback in Greece is. It's got to um... be by the mall. It's right at the exit where the mall is, where that big Hilton is. Oh, Hampton. where the Marriott is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marriott. Okay, yeah, I know. It's right in front of there. Duh. Yep. Next I went it. there the other day, and it was wonderful, actually. I went is it there next and... to the Olive Garden? 
No, the Olive Garden's on the other side of the bridge. Other side, okay. Because yep. the, the the Olive Garden and it used to be Don Pablo's, I think, is now the distillery over there. They changed um, a bunch of different. Yeah, they were they were some kind of barbecue. Then they changed a lot. Yeah, it was it was Famous Dave's or something like that. That was yeah, it was Famous Dave's. They were okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's. But luckily, we still have an outback in the area. Oh, that's good. You know what? Another thing I gotta uh, memorialize is um, Boston Market. They were the last. The Henrietta what? was the last one in Rochester. And oh they got no! Rid- it was always desolate, and they were always out of everything. But Boston oh. Market, it was so good. I, it was so healthy. Another place I go with my grandma, I get vegetables, and it was so healthy. <laughs> it was. Was it the one in Greece or was it the one down in Henrietta? No, it was Henrietta was the last one, and and yeah. I feel bad because I drove by it so many days and I was busy and and I ate there, but not as often as I should have. I should have eaten there every day. Back in the day, when my dad, <laughs> my dad decided he wanted to get dinner, he would bring home Boston Market. Yes. And I love Boston Market. They they again, it was very well prepared sides. The chicken was tender and yeah. flavorful and it was it was a yeah. great meal i was so excited but it was like there. my dad would bring it home every week <laughs> so you got sick of it so my family did you know my, my family would be like goodness gracious dad you're bringing home boston market again come on branch <laughs> out a little bit but you know i would have soccer practice or basketball practice my sister would have cheerleading my brother would have hockey we didn't have a whole lot of time during the week my dad would come home with Boston Mark from the office, but he would do it so frequently that my family just got sick of it. Oh, and then man. when we, I didn't have it, and what I, I missed it. Yeah, and, and we have one. Pies. We have one down in Cincinnati. I don't know if it's still open or not. Um, I went down there a few years ago, but um, oh, the pot pies! Awesome, the pot pies the, are so good. The the pot pies. My uh, oh. my mother, God rest her soul. Loved the spinach and artichoke dip. Oh! Until she got a look at the nutrition facts, and then she's like, "I'm never eating this again." <laughs> but for the most part, everything was healthy. And the funny thing is, McDonald's owned them, so it was like eating yeah. healthy at McDonald's. It was. It was. It, it was a nice alternative to KFC. Yep. Um, because you have the rotisserie chicken now. <laughs> You know, now you can go to the grocery store. You can go to Wegmans and get a rotisserie chicken for like seven bucks. It was five, and I was always astounded that that was even possible to buy a whole yeah. cooked chicken for five dollars. Now it's up to yeah. ten at Wegmans. In the past year, it doubled. Sam's Club, I can get two of them for like twelve. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, no, and th- that's a beautiful thing. Those rotisserie. I mean, that's that's a miracle of life, right? Like, you know, like the phenomena of. Of like solar eclipses, like that's up oh, there yeah. with solar eclipses as a miracle. My my stepmother gave me the recipe for like chicken Alfredo stuffed shells using a rotisserie chicken. Oh, one of one of the few recipes that a I know how to cook for my stepmother, who's leaps and bounds beyond what I can do in the kitchen. I can do this. My kids like it. My wife likes it. So. Every so often, every few months, they'll come and ask me, hey, Dad. Usually it's after we go back from Florida, and it's like, Dad, can you make me some of those chicken Alfredo stuffed shells? I'm like, yes! Nice. Let's do it. Yeah. I feel like a big man coming out of the <laughs> grocery store with a rotisserie chicken. I'm like, yeah, I've got my rotisserie chicken. <laughs> I don't need anything more. 
it's all done for me. Now I get to go hack at it with two forks and a, a knife and fork, and I just get to shred that stuff like a barbarian. Shout out to my buddy Wolfie. I lived with him for a while in 2010, and we, I would bring home a rotisserie chicken, and I would say, Wolfie, I only eat the dark meat, and he would go, okay, I'll eat the white meat. So we would do what we called our weekly animal sacrifice, <laughs> <laughs> and we just, we'd blow it up, you know, it'd be gone in half an hour. But yeah, you just tear into that rotisserie chicken and feel like a barbarian, feel like oh, you're so eating at medieval times again. You know what? Whenever I eat fish sticks and and crusty Italian bread, and and I don't I don't like any toppings at all, and I just imagine that I'm one of the apostles sitting with Jesus having fish and bread, and I'm sure theirs was much plainer than mine, right? It wasn't Gordon's, you know, greasy. Are you kidding? It was in the Mediterranean. If there was some spice going on somewhere, they probably threw some cardamom on it or something. Okay, true. Yeah, they probably made it taste good. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I like to I like to imagine myself. Yeah. Well, you'll be you'll be in the Caribbean in Aruba at some point, and you'll you'll get to eat all the all the flavorful pineapple based cuisine. The grouper. Oh man, <clears throat> yeah, we got some good stuff going on. Um, the other in memoriam that I want to get to is uh, Delisandro's Mark. Yeah. Words. So we had a friend named D'Alessandro at McQuaid. And after uh, school, he decided to create his own deli called Deli Sandro's. And of course, he used the he parodied the Godfather logo and used their font, right? And oh, that was him. Okay, right? I vaguely remember that that logo. And and I remember getting a coupon once or something, and I said, "Oh, I gotta go stop." And I asked some friends. They said, "Yeah, he was he was that McQuaid guy." Okay. So I went there and I got one of his paper menus and I kept it in my briefcase for years and it said Deli Sandro's best food in Rochester. And that was their slogan, like best food in Rochester. Okay, look, it was incredible. But I mean best food in Rochester, like you know that's just a preposterous claim. Uh but they that was their slogan and it was funny because it was so bold, right? Yeah. Um he used marticello bread, which was incredible, and then fresh which has cold clothes. And right, we talked about them closing, sadly. But yeah. the cold cuts were so fresh. I only got to go once before they went under. But my gosh, it was incredible. It was one of the best sub shops. It was incredible. So I don't know what he's doing right now. And I mean, yeah, you and I can go make ourselves a sandwich. He's he's, he's diving into his vault of money like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> in non-Rochester in non-Rochester wherever he is yeah I don't know if I said that on the past on the show but I, I usually use the Scrooge McDuck imagery it's so good. <laughs> I was watching uh, Celebrity name that tune the other night and one of the songs that they're trying to guess was the DuckTales theme song I'm like I know what that is <laughs> my son is like you do? Like, yeah dude DuckTales. Did you you got to get him into the old shows? Did you get him into DuckTales and America's Funniest Videos? Nobody's into The Price is Right right now. Yes, you have succeeded as a parent. I, I, I have. <laughs> that's it. You're he good. Has asked me. He has asked me more days than not this week. Daddy, did you record The Price is Right? Yeah. <laughs> like I have, I have one. I have one as a, as a parent. reason. <laughs> I will break you down. 11 o'clock comes on, 10 o'clock central. 
I will turn on the prices right and I will watch. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about this on the air or not, but I, I do remember you saying you got him into it now. That's that's so great. Yeah, um, he, he's he got the prices right game for the Wii and loves oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. Loves that's... it. <laughs> that and deal or no deal. Oh, that's so... Do you want uh... <laughs> Did I did I tell you that um we got him the deal or deal no game uh, the deal or no deal game from on the Wii. And they loved it. My kids love it. You know, they get to pick the briefcase and they see all the money that they could have had and lost and all that stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, you know, light bulb comes off of my head. Let's let's have them turn on a TV, you know, an episode, an old episode of Deal or No Deal. And fortunately, thanks to Pluto TV, shout out to Pluto TV, they have the Deal or No Deal channel. So you yeah. can watch Deal or No Deal for 24 hours a day. Yes. So I turn on I turn on an episode of Deal or No Deal. And all of a sudden my son perks up and goes, Hey Daddy, look, they made a TV show off of our game. Oh right. Kind of backwards like, thinking it was yeah. I'm like uh... <laughs> You keep thinking that. You keep thinking that. Hey, and you uh, and put I guess all these... out, I guess they're coming out with a new deal or no deal in a couple months, so I have to watch that and get the kids all geeked up about it oh that's cool but, i can loan you one of my 14 v- vcrs and you could record him playing video games in that show. no it's it's no it's good but uh but yeah i've got him into the prices right um i do need to get him into the old um the old cartoons you know the good ones as much as i loved ren and stimpy back in the day i don't think that's I don't think that's for kids these days. We'll we'll get him into that in high school for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. When, when he's old enough, you know, the night the two thousand dude two thousand twenties equivalents of what we were when I was eight or nine. Yeah, <laughs> that's when him... it came out when I was uh, I was like eight or nine, and I'm looking back at it now, going, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I survived this." Right, we got to get him into old Batman. You know, a lot of shows. Yeah. Gumby. Yeah, the old Scooby Doo's too, man. Oh yeah. Scooby Doo's. And then that's what I got into. I mean that that's one of the links I had with my parents was I would watch the Scooby Doo's from like nineteen sixty eight. And oh. uh <laughs> and my dad my, my mom and dad would be like, Yeah, I remember watching Scooby Doo back in the day and it was awesome. Yeah, was good, that was my good, first good favorite show as a baby. Yeah. And then they ruined it with Scrappy Doo. <laughs> but you know yeah all good. <laughs> so sometimes you just gotta leave the beautiful things alone exactly you can't put scrappy doing the classic episodes will always outlive in any kind of show the classics always outlive sure. the newer ones oh absolutely so Deli Sandro's um, best food in Rochester well you fell victim to the New York State taxism yeah and I wish both of you, the, the I wish all of you, the Henrietta Outback, D'Alessandro's, everybody who worked there, everybody who plied their craft, I hope that they get all of the success in the world outside of Rochester. Exactly. So, um, Mark, is there any parting words that you'd like to give before we uh, shut down this episode for another few weeks? There are so many things that we didn't get to, and I'm just going to, I'll let you, 
uh, we'll let it we'll let it sit on my paper until next month. But I <laughs> I always have such a great time with you, Mike. I love talking about all these things. So your proverbial briefcase of all the articles from your computer exercise podcast is now filled with ideas for flyover plates and i love it right and now flyover plates i have one sheet with tons of ideas <laughs> scribbled on it and then i have another document in my computer with tons of ideas there's just so much we got to talk about you know you usually i i get through all my topics that i put notes on and then i have a blank slate and i try to fill it up with random things that i start thinking about over the next few weeks until i have enough ammunition for a show now I have, I have topics that I need to discuss on the next show, so I already have. We already have a start. So um, spillover plates. There, We're spillover plates. Our, our spillover ideas are plates. Spill- That's right. <laughs> spillover plates. Um, <laughs> flyover plates. The leftovers. Like rollover minutes back in the old days with AT and T. If you were in my five. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my goodness. So, Mark, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show um, for bringing levity and life and your own unique point of view on things. I couldn't <laughs> imagine doing this with anybody else. This is this has just been phenomenal. Uh, here's to a prosperous and successful 2024. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, you are, you embody the garbage plate. <laughs> Take that as a compliment. <laughs> I will. Uh, but, yeah, very good. Yeah, I thanks will. so much. I'll, I'll let so, you. For all of us here at Flyover Plates, have a wonderful evening, a wonderful month, and take, pro- take pleasure in what you eat. Take care. Get well soon, T-Bone.